It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked on Wolves. Today on the show, just how high does John Hollinger of The Athletic have the Timberwolves in his West rankings for the season? It's probably a lot higher than you might have expected. Also, the Wolves rank in the top 10 in Zach Lowe's league pass rankings at at ESPN. I want to talk about why the Wolves are ranked that high and if I agree with it. And then also the Wolves made a couple of end of the roster moves. We'll talk about how they solidified their two-way contracts and their 15-man roster for the upcoming season. It's all upcoming on the show. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked on Wolves. Today's episode is brought to us by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. And we are only two days away from game day, from opening night of the regular season and uh, we're getting into prediction shows. There's lots to get to today. First of all, a big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can find this show. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, at BBeacon, and also at the show account, which is at Locked on T Wolves. Don't forget the T. All right, uh, later, so Tuesday, Wednesday this week, I want to give all of my predictions. So what what I think the Wolves' win total will be, a couple of individual player predictions, then also West, and I think I'll also do Eastern Conference, my projection of where everybody's going to finish in each conference. I want to start today, though, by talking about John Hollinger's um, John Hollinger's Western Conference rankings and where Hollinger has the Wolves finishing in the West. I guess really not rankings. That's probably not the best way to put it. I think, what does he call it? The projected finish that he has the top, uh, or the bottom, the the bottom seven and, and then the top eight in each conference. So I want to talk about the West, of course, and then also where he's got the Wolves. We'll open today with that. I want to get to league pass rankings, then also the Timberwolves uh, end of the roster moves, one of which I more or less predicted on Friday's show. Um, so we'll talk about that at the end of the show here today. First of all, let's talk with Hall- talk about Hollinger. So over at The Athletic, John Hollinger, of course, formerly VSPN and also former VP of Player uh, Ops or whatever it was over with the Memphis Grizzlies. He um, So actually the way he did this was the bottom eight in the top seven. I said that the other way around earlier. So he released the bottom eight teams. And there were a few teams in the bottom eight that maybe were surprising to folks, um, but maybe not 
maybe they shouldn't have been all that surprising. So he's got the usual suspects or who you'd expect, I guess, in the bottom eight. Uh, although the order may not be what a lot of people expect. Portland, San Antonio, Houston is the bottom three. And then he's got basically everybody above that, I think most people believe, could contend for a playoff spot. Utah, he's got at 12. Sacramento, he's got at 11, which is a big surprise. Because remember, the Kings were the three seed last year. And I'll talk more about them when I get into my predictions. But he basically says they had incredible injury luck and um, the West got better is, is basically the argument. And then also the difference between the, the three seed and the 11 seed could just be a few games, right? I mean, what was it last year? It was like the... F- between the four seed and the and the nine seed, it was like a three game difference. If I remember that right, I'm, I'm ballparking that, but it was something crazy. He's got the Thunder at ten, which of course is the final play in spot. The Pelicans at nine, and the Dallas Mavericks at eight. So you jump to the top seven, and the Mavs those those maybe aren't that surprising. That's roughly where they were last year. Of course, the Mavs finished eleventh, and the Pelicans and Thunder were in that same realm. They were both in the play in. He's got the Lakers at seven, which is lower than what a lot of people have them. And again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on non-Wolves teams, but he's got the Clippers at six. The Clippers, for me, are always the, hey, you could make the argument they're the one seed. You could make the argument they missed the playoffs entirely because of injuries. But obviously, they've got a great coach, and as long as one of their two superstars is healthy, they're going to be in the mix. Golden State at five. He's got the Minnesota Timberwolves in a tie for the number three spot with the Phoenix Suns. And he says somewhere in here that the Suns have a few fractions, a few tenths of a win more in his projection model. He's got them both at 48 wins. Remember... The the uh, the Fanduel over under the win total line I guess for the Timberwolves is forty four and a half and I've been saying to take the over. This is I'm not making my official projection yet, but forty eight seems pretty reasonable, and that's that's in the realm of the number when I've been asked to give a number on other shows and stuff like that over the last few weeks. That's similar to the numbers that I've been giving. Um, and then Hollinger, I'll summarize what he says. He talks about how the Wolves made one of the worst trades in the NBA history, meaning the Gobert trade. And then he says, it's amazing yet true. They're likely to be one of the league's best teams. And goes on to talk about um, basically the the gross overpay for Gobert, which this isn't the forum to, to argue that. Also, I, I wouldn't argue the fact that it's an overpay. It's different than like, and he actually, I, I give Hollinger credit here. And a lot of this is because he has this model that spits out what he thinks the win total should be. I give Hollinger a lot of credit because he's parsing what a lot of folks are not parsing. Um, and that is separating just how, you know, how bad that Gobert trade looks right now with how good this team could be this season. And actually somebody who I thought did a pretty good job on on their over under podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network was Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast. And I, I think sometimes he certainly in the last year he you know lampooned the Timberwolves for the Gobert trade. It's understandable. I think sometimes he and Ryan Rosillo on that show went a little over the top in their criticism. But I actually think Simmons on his most recent show did a pretty good job of parsing the two, which is, hey, that could be a bad trade and this can still be a really good team this year. And that's what that's what Hollinger goes on to say. He basically says this is um this is kind of the this is this is weird, but like this is kind of the one shot the Wolves have because they're about to get really expensive. Jade McDaniels, of course, has an extension that's pending at this point, right? Like it's going to happen at some point. We know Anthony Edwards has gotten his, his rookie super max, and he could get a lot more if he makes all NBA. Cat's already on a max, and Rudy's already on a max. So you got to pay the piper at some point, right? Likely Towns is is the one that gets traded at some point in the next 12 months. It could be it could be a, a different move, right? Like they could try and shuffle some other pieces. They could try and trade Gobert. That's going to be difficult. But that's the point Hollinger's making here is 
is that can be a bad trade. And 12 months from now, it could be a mess, like trying to figure this thing out if you're the Wolves, if you're Tim Connolly in the front office. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to be a good team this year. So he's got them at 48 wins and tied for third in the West. He talks about um, basically they stabilize the rest of the roster, extending Nas Reed, um, trading for Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, of course. And he doesn't mention this as much. He talks about, about how they have a bunch of second-round picks, but the Wolves recouping some of those second-round picks that, you know, back in these other trades. They picked up additional picks in this Conley-Alexander-Walker trade. At the time, everyone was like, ah, D'Lo for Conley. It wasn't that. It was Conley and Alexander-Walker and picks, right? Second-rounders. So he talks about that. He talks about adding Troy Brown and Shake Milton, solidifying the bench. Uh, t- loves Kyle Anderson, of course. Uh, I believe Hollinger was still in Memphis when they signed Kyle Anderson out of free agency from the Spurs a few years ago. It was right around the time he left, so maybe that was right after. But he, he loves Kyle Anderson and talks about that being a really smart move. Um, the question of whether or not Leonard Miller could turn into something, but he also discusses how Tim Connolly has such a great draft record from his years in Denver. And of course, comes to the conclusion that, hey, like they've got a chance to be legitimately special this year. However, what happens next? And I, both could be true, right? We're not talking about 2026 right now. We're talking about the 23-24 season. And that Gobert deal hurt a little bit last, hurt a lot last year because of the the town's injuries and, and where the Wolves only winning 42 games and being, what, four games worse than they were the year prior. And also Kessler, his success in Utah, right? That hurt. But if this team wins 48, 50 plus games this year and wins a round of the playoffs, it starts to look a little bit better. Now, the Wolves didn't make that trade to simply get to the second round, right? The Wolves made that trade with a championship in mind. That's the goal. And and this is where, like, this is another conversation we can have another day. And I don't want to build an entire straw man here and then argue it. But, like, there is this idea of winning a round in the playoffs. I mean, look at what the Twins just did, right? And they got high fives and handshakes all around in, in the Twin Cities. for and, and that's a little bit different because it, it just is. I mean, we're talking about a single game. Now we're talking about winning a series. The Twins still haven't won a series and so too. But in the Twin Cities sports landscape, there will be much celebration if the Timberwolves win a round of the playoffs. If that's all that happens, and again, I could do a whole show on this and I will at some point, I'm sure, if the Wolves went around and Gobert leaves and the Wolves never get past the second round and they give up all these picks and Kessler becomes a perennial all-star or whatever, which is still a stretch, but like say he becomes a, a really good starting big for many years, this will go down. It's one of the worst trades in, in, in franchise history, in Twin Cities, sports history, probably in NBA history. Yes, that's true. But that doesn't change the fact that this season, the Wolves have a real shot at a serious run in the Western Conference. And Hollinger points that out. He goes on to talk about the Suns. He's higher on the Suns than a lot of people. And of course, his top two are, he has Denver at two, actually, and Memphis at one. And you'll remember Kevin Pelton at ESPN a couple weeks ago, we talked about his win total projections based on his model, which has not been ultra successful in the past. He's got Memphis one and Minnesota two in the West. So similar models, not surprisingly, to analytically minded front former front office execs turned media members, or I guess in Hollinger's case, media first and then front office exec. So um, the stats types, if you will, think that Minnesota and Memphis think more highly of Minnesota and Memphis than a lot of other people do. Uh, But I I don't think that projection is crazy. I don't think 48 wins is too big of a stretch at all. More coming on my prediction here in the next couple of days. Next, I want to talk about another ranking over at ESPN, and that's Zach Lowe's League Pass rankings. Always a ton of fun. We'll take a look at that here next. 
Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our title sponsors over at Game Time. Think about the last time that you tried to go to an event and you waited till the last minute to buy tickets. I bet it was really tough to get the seats that you wanted, but never fear. Game Time is here to solve your problems. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. They can take the guesswork out of buying tickets. I often find myself in a predicament where I am buying tickets, usually sporting events, occasionally comedy, occasionally theater, um, and game time has come in clutch for me before. They'll come in clutch for you as well. They're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. With game time, you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, they have zone deals. You can pick the section, and game time will pick the seats for an average of 18% savings. Plus, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA, excuse me, the Locked On Ultimate NBA season preview is here. A six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows from contenders to tankers. We go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. The episode that I was involved in aired, I believe, last Thursday during the day on the Lockdown Wolves feed, so go check that out. But again, Lockdown NBA, the audio feed, or on YouTube, and you can check out all of the uh, the six shows that we did here as a uh, as a team. All right, moving on it, through proje- projection season, prediction season, if you will, let's look at the NBA League Pass rankings. Zach Lowe in the top 10. He, he ranks the whole 30 teams, but in the top 10, the Timberwolves crack the top 10, um, which is like, so, okay. So if you're not familiar, league pass rankings is what it sounds like. It's, it's the most watchable teams. Um, and he takes, he takes into account uh, court announcing duos. Um, uh, well, let's see what else. Zeitgeist, do normal people care about this team? Like just, you know, random basketball fans highlight potential, Strategy and style of the team, League Pass Minutia, which includes announcers, uniforms, courts, and unintentional comedy, uh, which is, well, I'll give you one example of that here in a second when I get to the Sixers. So his top 10, I'm not going to go through the bottom 20, in terms of most watchable teams. I always think this is so fascinating. He's got Dallas at 10, which is, I understand that Luka can be entertaining. I understand that Kyrie can be entertaining. That's a little high for Dallas. To me, I I just get sad when I watch the Dallas Mavericks. Don't tell... uh, don't tell Nick and Isaac over at Lockdown Mavs. Uh, I, it's just maybe this is just last year. Uh, but Luca complaining all the time, and Kyrie being Kyrie, and just this kind of Paul hanging over the team. Mark Cuban never looks happy on the sideline, on the baseline. It's just like this. Jason Kidd, like, just isn't. I don't know. Just it, 
I, ever since they they got to the conference finals a couple years ago and should not have, just based on what that team was, um, they they kind of outperformed what they should have done that year. I've struggled with Dallas. Uh, they're just not. It's not who I'm flipping to if I'm watching a random league pass game, um, generally speaking. So I don't know. Anyway, they're at ten. The Timberwolves are at nine, um, which I feel like is probably about right. But let's look at who's ahead of them first. The Sixers are at eight. More on them in a second. The Kings at seven. I could buy that. The Lakers at six. The Celtics at five. Suns at four. Nuggets at three. Golden State Warriors at two. And the Milwaukee Bucks at one. And again, this is this is the league pass rankings, not a power rankings. I like the Bucks at one. Of course, Damon Giannis plus good uniforms, good court, good home court advantage. I think their announcers are decent too. Golden State at two, fine. Um, they're, I don't know, like at some point they're going to be, they're just too old of a team to be ranked that high, but I'm okay with it. Denver at three is fine. I put them a little lower. I'm okay with Suns at four. Uh, the one that got me though is the Sixers at seven. Um, Let's talk first about why the Wolves are at five or at uh, are at nine. Excuse me. So basically, it's Anthony Edwards is the main reason. Also, if Towns figures things out, or in the in the words of Zach Lowe, did he exercise his postseason demons, or can he exercise his uh, postseason demons? And then he talks about Nas Reed, Kyle Anderson connecting everything. The new um, city uniforms with the lake. Uh, the 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 marble lake that kind of got lost in the shuffle because that was released. Remember the Nas Reed? I think it was Reed and uh, Mike Conley announced this on the lake uh, back in like August, late July, early August. That kind of got lost in the shuffle because of the classic throwbacks with old Shep that got announced not that long ago. But those marble lake um, designs are really cool. Uh, so he talks about that. Also the nostalgic court with which as he calls, uh, he says the wolf is quote too friendly, meaning Shep. Um, and then by the way. He closes he closes it by saying, for the love of Purple Rain and the basketball gods, stop following Wolves and get a damned defensive rebound. That's great advice, Zach Lowe. Uh, he, he's not wrong. Following defensive rebounds could have thrown in transition defense. Watch any Wolves game in the past, you know, basically in the Finch era, and those are the issues, right? Um, I understand why, the, like, the Wolves at nine makes sense to me. I think they should be head of the Sixers. The unintentional comedy talks about Nick Nurse's facial expressions, which is good. Um, I, I don't know, like... Embiid's fun. He he basically just talked, and then he they also get points apparently for James Harden. The James Harden fiasco having off the charts unintentional comedy potential is what he says. Sure, that's true, but that's another sad situation, right? Like that, it's a little bit like the Mavs situation in some ways. I don't know. I like that's not a reason to put them ahead of the Wolves. Uniforms, classic, sure. Home court, fun, fun, fun court, home court advantage. I just don't know how they get ahead of the Wolves. I put the Wolves at eight here. I understand having them behind the Kings. The Kings are fun. They play fast. They have a good offense. They have this new gradient court that's really cool. Their uniforms are fine. I like their announcers. Um, he doesn't mention, by the way, Lowe doesn't mention the Wolves announcers, but typically uh, Jim Pete and I guess now Grady would would get uh, get mentions here, high marks for the announcing team on Valley Sports North. But at any rate, the Wolves at eight, fine with me. Uh, I'm good with, or Wolves at nine, I guess. They should be ahead of the Sixers at eight. I'm fine with them being behind the Kings. Uh, that 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 makes some sense. But just with Anthony Edwards, the classic uniforms, the new alternates, and the the sky high potential of both Towns and Edwards on the same team, for in terms of what they could do offensively, I was a little surprised they weren't a little bit higher. Because I mean, everybody's talking about Ant, right? Like everyone's talking about Ant coming out of the FIBA World Cup and and you know heading into league pass alert season. Feel like we're going to be hearing a lot more about Ant on the national stage, even though the Wolves only have five national TV games, which I already 
got on a soapbox about on a previous episode. All right, let's close today's show by talking all about the roster moves. The Wolves actually churned that last two-way spot, which is what I predicted just hours after I recorded Friday's show is when this came to fruition. And the player the Wolves let go is already on another team. We'll talk about that and whether or not the Wolves filled that last standard contract spot on the regular roster. So we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. October is one of my absolutely favorite uh, months for absolute favorite months for sports. It's got to be October or March, but right now we're in the meat of football season, the very beginning of basketball, baseball playoffs, uh, championship series for both leagues, and then the start of hockey season, college basketball right around the corner. It's hard to find a better time of year for sports and also betting over at FanDuel. The FanDuel app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, including that 44.5 Wolves win total. Last I checked, it's still sitting at 44.5 on FanDuel. I'd hammer the over on that for the Wolves if I were you. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's close the show by talking about the Wolves' final roster move, or I shouldn't say final roster move, um, what's likely to be the final roster move before the start of the season here this Wednesday, the Timberwolves on Friday. And I said this on Friday's show. I said, I, I go back and listen to it. I, I basically said, don't be surprised if the Wolves churn that last two-way spot. You know, we had reporting earlier in the offseason that uh, Matt Ryan could be um, signing a two-way deal or maybe he's competing for a two-way deal you know, that last two-way deal. There were there were conflicting reports out there. I think we settled on, he signed it, but the Wolves, like John Krasinski at The Athletic had reported, there's a chance that the Wolves could be looking to put somebody else in that role. He's basically competing for the spot, but he did accept the qualifying offer the Wolves gave him as a restricted two-way free agent. So, that's exactly what happened. I said on Friday, don't be surprised. The Wolves gave Dacian Dix that extra run on Thursday night in the Bulls preseason game. Um, they took longer looks at some of the other guys, the Trevor Keels of the world, et cetera. They had already moved on from Vic Krejci by the end of last week, and we mentioned that on Friday's show. Um, and that's exactly what happened. The Wolves actually waived Matt Ryan on Friday and signed Dacian Nix to that last two-way deal. Remember, this is the first season that each team has two, excuse me, three two-way deals available to them. The Wolves, of course, have Luca Garza. They have the rookie, Jalen Clark, who is their second-round pick with the torn Achilles, so he's out until at least uh, the end of the well, yeah, probably after the first year for basketball activities and likely won't see an NBA court this season, maybe play the G League at the end of the year. But that's two of the three two-way spots. The third one was Matt Ryan. He was waived, and the Wolves signed Dacian Nix to that deal. By the way, Matt Ryan on Sunday was actually claimed on waivers by the New Orleans Pelicans, and they signed him to a two-way deal. So Matt Ryan's still in the league, still in a two-way, but with the Pelicans. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like I've said all along, I like... The idea of Matt Ryan, the idea of a shooting specialist was great. He could never 
really get on track in a Timberwolves uniform. And it's it's a bit of a chicken or the egg, a bit of a catch-22, whichever you know analogy you want to use. Shooters need playing time to shoot well, but if they don't shoot well when they get playing time, they're not going to get playing time, right? Like, which which comes first? I mean, you could say you need the playing time to get into rhythm, but unfortunately, if that's your only skill, you don't have that luxury. So the guys that stick in the league with that one skill must be outstanding at it. And Matt Ryan, unfortunately, has not been able to show that. I'm sure his lights out in practice. There's a reason he keeps getting picked up by teams and has shot it pretty well in the G League, too, just not consistently enough on an NBA floor. So he goes to New Orleans. The Wolves keep Dacia Nix. Uh, Dacia Nix was the least, the guy that I was the least excited about. If you go back and listen to my before training camp pod when the Wolves filled the roster up to 21 guys, I was more excited about Krejci. I was more excited about Trevor Keels. I thought Javante Cook had a shot at making the roster. I wasn't that excited about Dacia Nix. But the Wolves feel differently. And they're clearly, they have a thing for big guards right now. You look at all the guys that they tried to fill out the rest of this roster with. I mean, Jalen Clark's a good example of a big wing. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a, or excuse me, a big guard. Alexander-Walker, a big guard. Shake Milton, a pretty big guard. Um, and Trevor Keels would have been another example. Dacia Nix, 6'4", with a 6'7", wingspan. He's a really good passer, has really good size. He is really more of a combo guard than a pure point guard, but he's never been a super efficient scorer. He spent the last two years with the Houston Rockets, and that is, um, I, like, I think that's a fair way to put what he did in Houston. Uh, just not very efficient. Uh, but the Wolves don't have that true third point guard. They have Jordan McLaughlin, and of course, Shake Milton is going to be the primary backup point guard. But say Conley gets an injury, or, or say Shake or McLaughlin gets hurt, they want somebody else they could at least that has NBA experience, has a little bit of upside that they could plug in and feel comfortable with him running the offense. That's Dacia Nix gets that role. He, he makes the roster. I get why they're doing it. Um, at, at least it, let me rephrase that. It certainly fits the MO of what Tim Connolly and Chris Finch are trying to do right now in terms of having just size everywhere. Um, they obviously see him a lot more than I do in practice, et cetera. Like, there's something that they like about him where they feel like he's a better fit than say, like I would say he's he's going to be better at running offense than obviously like V Krejci, who's essentially a point forward. The upside for Krejci seems greater to me, but my guess is that Knicks is a, is a higher floor, lower ceiling type guy where they're like, he's got a little bit of upside. He could turn into a six man type player, but really if nothing else, he's going to be in Iowa with the, with the wolves, Iowa wolves in the G league. But is the ability to be, kind of plug and play at the NBA level, step on the floor with the big club and be effective. Um, again, more of a scorer, but not super efficient. Shot the ball well in preseason. Like he had a couple of really strong preseason performances. That one that against uh, Maccabi, uh, uh, was it Maccabi Rihanna? Um, Renana? Yeah, Renana. Renana. Maccabi Renana. Um, he had a really good scoring game off the bench. Like he was really good in that game. And I, I'm sure that that, helped kind of solidify his case for making this squad. And uh, here we are. He's on the team as a two-way player. I say make the squad as a two-way player. They still have that 15th standard roster spot, standard contract roster spot available. Nobody's filled that spot yet. Um, and so the Wolves likely are just keeping it open for the time being there. I think it was Golden State basically is just leaving two roster spots available. So like teams do this in case other players shake loose on waivers that they might have an interest in. There could be a handful of guys the Wolves have flagged that like, hey, so-and-so might get waived or so-and-so's on a two-way and could get waived later that they're hoping to pounce on. That's my guess. There's also the possibility of a one-for-two trade, although that seems pretty unlikely. Um, so I get why they're leaving that roster spot available. The other thing to keep in mind 
say that, and hopefully this doesn't happen, obviously, but say that there's an injury to a big early in the season. They could convert Luca Garza to a, a full um, regular contract and sign somebody else to a two-way. That was another thing I talked about last Thursday, Friday, as a possibility. Because remember, full contract guys are eligible to play in the playoffs. Of course, two-way players are not. So if the Wolves, the Wolves could be leaving that open with the thought process of if we come down with a serious injury. We could make Garza a full-time player so he's available in case something, you know, in case we need him in postseason play. Now, obviously, if it comes down to Luca Garza in the postseason, you're probably in trouble anyway. No offense to Luca Garza, but I mean that's just that's the truth, right? But still, depth is important. They obviously like Garza. He can score with anybody in terms of bigs in the NBA. So I get why that would be a thought process. And then you still have that that then vacated two-way spot available to fill. So that could be the thought process here for the Wolves. Interesting to track that. And of course, stuff could still change in the next two days. You know, we're less than 72 hours away from tip-off on opening night. So, um, you know, anything could change between now and then in terms of filling that last roster spot or churning those two ways like we saw last year right before and right after the start of the season for the Wolves. All right. Like I mentioned off the top, Tuesday, we're going to do a lot more predictions. I think I'll do my win total prediction on Tuesday. We'll do Western Conference and Eastern Conference projections as well. Wednesday, we'll also preview Wolves-Raptors Wednesday night. So lots of coming as we get get you ready for Wednesday night. Um, so make sure you're following and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. A big thank you for making this show your first listen every day. A reminder, you can also watch on YouTube or on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves, or at B-Beacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 